Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys, what's happening? And uh, over there is most of the wells. Most of the wells. I'm not all here today. You're not? We're not all. Why not? Okay, fair enough. No more than usual, I guess. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, So are y'all moved in now? Yeah, all set up, ready to rock. You're getting there? It's a small house. Yeah. Tiny, it's, tiny, it's, tiny house, tiny living. That is the worst thing about, well, the beautiful thing about moving is when you're packing things up, you know, it's, I can get rid of this, I can get rid of this, I can just... Does it bring you joy? Oh, God. <laughs> I did watch an episode of that just before my move, which did spark a whole bunch of getting rid of things. How high were you when you watched it? I will neither confirm nor deny. Were you on a scale of ten? Were you a nine, an eight, a it, seven, a ten? I am not going to say. Let's just <laughs> anyway. I don't even know what marijuana. Which, okay, I don't know you what marijuana confirm, smells like. You will neither confirm nor deny. Oh my gosh! So totally weird side jag because we're on the subject. Do you know that she has this whole little like onboarding process now because she is just one woman that you pay twenty five hundred dollars and then you get to be a certified. Well, it makes say, sense. Say peace to your things. I mean, hey, look, if you happen to catch lightning in a barrel, the first thing you got to figure out is how do I monetize this? And yeah. more power to her. She's figured it out. And to be fair, I have no idea who she is outside of the memes. Like, I feel like my kids. I'm like, I don't really understand the context, but I get the context of the memes. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, organizing and does it bring you joy? Which yeah. I have to assume is, should we keep this? I don't know. Does it bring you joy? <laughs> and... I just don't move past those. And yeah. That's all yeah. Like. Anyways, uh, you know, beer. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So uh, beer brings us joy. Yes. Except always. for Josh, who's like, oh, like, I'm not, not keeping beer in my fridge anymore because I'm a weird. I don't drink beer. I, I don't. I like except beer. For, except for I when like we're beer. Here. And I I'm not going to buy any beer for you guys either. Well, I mean, why start I, what, now? What, what's new, right? Why start now? Oh, uh, that meme. Don't make me pull a pivot chart. I'll do it. Yeah, whatever. Pivot chart. Pivot chart. I don't no, we really don't remember that. what a pivot chart is. It's been so long since I've been right. in the corporate world. It's just a quick, easy way to analyze data and for me to see like how much everybody has brought. I can okay. do yeah, that. And, yeah, I don't. This oh, you don't want to do that? Okay, okay, okay we're not going to do that, right? This is a dick contest. Oh, it's just how much dick you're bringing to the contest. That's, that's really what it's about. Well, speaking well, of people not being able to get beer. Yeah, so Bells is pulling out of Virginia. Uh, Man, I hate it when they pull out. Yeah. Uh, basically... Uh, Bells has said that they are they've notified their wholesalers that they are ceasing shipments after fulfilling final orders. So Virginia seems to be this weird nexus point of both having and having not. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we just got all these breweries. And then suddenly everybody's like, lol, nope, we out. Like what what's going on in Virginia? That's such a. So what had happened is, uh, what happened was Bell's is in a dispute with uh, uh, over distribution. So their Reyes uh, Beverage Group is attempting to buy their rights from one of the wholesale partners that they're dealing with, and Bell's doesn't necessarily want that. So it's we're just going to pull out of the entire state. For a period of time, one, probably two years. I can't remember what uh, franchise law is in Virginia, but I mean, they pull out of the entire state and then they can come back. But so how long do they have to be gone? Do you know? uh, I mean, in North Carolina, it's a year. I'm not sure what it is in Virginia, but it's a 
you it's a good way of getting free and clear of all existing wholesaler contracts that you have. Just so so, so a, a question I want to ask mm-hmm. the both of you as beer drinkers, beer buyers. Mm-hmm. We know that like we know what's going on with the whole Green Flash Alpine thing. Yep. If Alpine all of a sudden makes a roar and come back into North Carolina, do you care? Um I wouldn't mind ha- like so so <laughs> this is this is the uh, total cynic in me, right? They hit the market, I'll probably go and buy a couple packages of Nelson because I love that beer. Okay. But after like 60 days, I won't touch them again because odds are that, you know, it's, it, it's, it's going to be the same beer. Nothing's going to get rotated. It's no thanks. Okay. Then let's flip it. Let's say Bell's. Bell's disappears from the state of North Carolina. They're gone for a year. Uh-huh. They come back. Do you care? I Always when I'm looking for a change of pace, something I haven't had in a while, and somebody has a 12-pack of fresh two-hearted cans, that's a no-brainer. Outside of that, okay. there's not a ton of bells that I feel like I, I have to have. Okay, I, And I say that, and I'm probably forgetting something. Founders is, Of the two big Michigan breweries, Founders is more my jam than bells. All day, I mean, like, you know, like I don't drink a ton of all day, but every now and then I'll get a case of Well, all day's founders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Psych. But it's, it's psych. that if, if, if I, I mean, I'm with Jeff, if I had to take founders over bells, I was going to go to founders, but there is nothing like going in the right spot that's got a fresh keg of two hearted on. I oh, would yeah. mess with that beer oh, yeah. over most anything else. Well, and let's talk about, you know, big whale stouts. I would love to be able to buy some Bell's Black Note again. Like, mm-hmm. man, you know, I would love to buy that. You say that, and the last time that it hit the market, we got some, and it was just kind of like, eh, maybe this isn't as big a deal as I used to think it was. And that could be it, too. It could be that nostalgic factor of, like, I remember, like, you, I remember at, when you were all excited. Yeah. You were at the Duckworth, and you got Black Note, and you got a bottle of it. You were so excited, but that was, like, five years ago. Very true, but then I hadn't really seen it. Or at least I hadn't been a regular at a place yeah. enough to, in, in to a, say, hey, we saved one of these for you. And, unf- and I want to say we had whatever. one on the show, and I was just like, yeah, I, I bought have. two bottles, and I was less than excited to have to drink the second one. Like, it just, right. unfortunately, good, bad, or otherwise, all the beer that we've had on the show, Black Note no longer is a deal. Okay. It's kind of like Dark Lord. It's one of those, like, you need yeah. to have it, you need to check it off your list. But once you've had it, it's not like, oh, you know what I really love is just a giant 750 of Dark Lord. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, I hate to say it, and now I sound like a really cynically jaded a-hole, but it's kind of where I got with CBS. Yeah. I've got that 750 of CBS sitting in my fridge, and it's been in there since it came out. It's been a year ago. Yeah. I I keep thinking one of these nights I'll, I'll have some friends over and I'll be like, okay, cool. We're going to get this out before anybody knows what's going on. And then it just never happens. Yeah, There's mean, always something that I want to It's not terrible, but it's, it's not one that I want to drink myself. So anyway, back to bells. Um, this isn't the first time bells has done anything like this happened oh yeah? in 2006. One company that they had or distributor that they had partnered with tried to sell their distribution rights. And, uh, Bells is like, cool, we're not good with that. So they pulled out of Illinois for two years. So I don't know how long this Virginia mess is going to last, but. Yeah, because every state's got their own laws. So that's right in terms yeah. of franchise law. But, but still, I mean, 
that's definitely a, a loss for Virginia. It's a loss for Bells. I know that Bells is, you know, probably still pursuing a 50-state strategy, but, but buddy. Good for them, though. Yeah, good for them. Speaking of good for them, uh, we have famously talked many times about beers being maybe off or contamination and what can happen. Right. And the big eye. Yes. A Utah brewery, which I can't remember. We've had you need a beer on here, right? You went to. You went to. Or you uh, went to. Sorry. I mean, why did I think that was Louisiana? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, no. Who's, who's the one out of Louisiana? Does uh, Purple Haze? Abita. Yeah, Abita. Abita. Abita, you went to. Sure. Yeah, sure. No, Tomatoes, no. motto. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we've had some of their beer we've on had, the we show. Have. We've uh, had Hopnosh, I want to say okay. for sure we've had on. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, they have decided to voluntarily recall a bunch of their beer because they discovered a foreign yeast that may be causing uh, re-fermentation in their packaging. So, so yeah, what, go ahead. We've I, actually I know you've had, got something. We've never had you into Never really? once. Okay. All right. Them. This is why quality control testing is having a lab or at least a, a testing panel if is so crucial because now they're going to pull out of, you know, you're going to have to recall a dozen of their beer brands because of undesirable contaminants. Now, are they going to... So, so they're pulling all this back. Are they then blaming White Labs and suing them? Uh, I mean, not yet. This <laughs> this looks like it could be their... Man. Whoa. Detour, Hopnosh, Pack It Out, Cutthroat, Golden Spike, and Trader. Which, other than Hopnosh, I don't recognize any of those beers, so I guess that's one thing. Um, oh, there's more. Oh, wait. There's more. 801 Pilsner, Wild, Yard Sale, 801 Cutthroat Duo, and the Winter Sampler. I will say, uh, actually, I think that the the Uinta that I've had, I, man, I'm so really kind of surprised when Kit was on last, he didn't bring it. Uh, Uinta had a Lime Pilsner, which is actually quite delicious. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, and I was going to say, like, so, <clears throat> Wells, kind of mm-hmm. back to your point, like the sensory panel and lab testing and all that. Uint is big enough that I would assume they have those things because, I mean, they're nationwide distribution, or at least they're here. I don't think they're nationwide. You know what happens right. when they might you be assume, in like Josh? A dozen states. Okay. Well, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I, look, I also don't know what their distribution thing is, but they okay. are not as big as... That. They're not as big as I think they are? No. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, still, they're fairly large size. So I'd have to imagine that... For a brewery even mid size, this has got to be a pretty big financial hit to pull that many different. I'll I'll just put it this way: the financial hit that this is going to like hit them with is going Far to be less than the negative uh, press they no, would get. What's well, the financial hits more than the cost of a lab. You know, okay. Look, it's get a lab. You know, if you work for a brewery that doesn't have a lab or any sort of like QA, get one. Don't don't have this because I mean you want to talk about leaving a literal bad taste in somebody's mouth is you have to I mean recall all this deal with the well, just the fallout yeah and I mean like it's not it's not we, worth it they'd be we, so much better off just spending that money on the web we famously will crack on a pair of breweries in the Carolinas we'll say for having 
beer that had issues and then not really owning up to it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, at least they're owning up to it. But, I mean, you're right, Wells. The, the fallout from perception, mm-hmm. do you trust these guys again? How long before you trust them again? I mean, there was another brewery that I was in, like, discreet communication with directly uh-huh. about a, an off flavor in their packaging. Sliding in their DMs? Well, yeah, I did. Well, yeah, they slid into mine, I guess. Um mm-hmm. Oh, but, that's how it goes. But there was another, you know, brewery that I had an issue with in in terms of you know having bad quality and and in their press release that they eventually issued two three months later, it was well we just our our flavor panel just didn't sample this beer, which mm. is a cool. You're not doing so, your job so, over there. There was so you no, have a thing, but you didn't use it. But you didn't use it. So then, I, that's my question. I guess is how do we know that Uinta doesn't have a flavor panel? They don't have a lab. How do well, you know that for sure? I mean, uh, because of stuff like this. Yeah, well, if, if, you, if you're recalling twelve different, you know, beers, then okay, then either you have one and it sucks, yeah, or you don't have one. Either way, it's not a good look. But, but, you know, back to that one, you know, just some brewery I reached out to and said, hey, you've got this and that problem. Right. And they're like, you're right, we do. And then press release two months later of <sighs> issuing a recall. And it's, well, this is just bad. And yeah. this brewery's already got me by the balls because I love them. Not as much as Jeff loves them. But, well, what are you but it's do? like, this is not a, this is not how you treat the general public. Not, yeah. Yeah, but how many breweries at the same... All right, so I guess I'm playing devil advocate here. Mm -hmm. How many breweries at the same time, like Jeff just mentioned, that blame the consumer for buying the wrong packaging or something else... Or try to blame it on... Like, the beer's not... Or or the White Labs thing, which, you know, fucking Left Hand famously... Or was it Left Hand? Yep. Yeah, that was suing... White Labs, yeah. White White Labs, labs I mean... Contamination, yeah. Or it's the, well, you know... That particular thing that we did might impart that kind of a flavor. And it's like, no, no. That's not how this works. No, that's not how any of this works. And so I guess me playing devil's advocate, I see this as a good thing. I see this as a, you went to doing the right thing and saying, hey, if you think you bought this beer, you bought Hop Nosh, you think it tastes weird, we'll refund you the cost. Yep. I think that's the right thing to do in this case. I mean, I I just, while we were having this conversation, received a direct message about something regarding uh, a bottle. It's like, great, now I need to figure out the best possible way to uh, address this issue. Because, you know, sometimes the customer's right and sometimes the customer isn't. Right. Fair. But when your entire... Never mind, I was going to let it go. Sorry, I'm being kind of a tart about it. You're fine. You're fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess good. I, I don't know. Good, I think good, good on them. good on them for admitting there's an issue, which is tough. A lot of breweries are afraid to say we screwed up. And I mean, but back to the point that was made of how long do you trust these guys? To me, that builds trust because they are willing to say, "Hey, these beers may be off. You may taste something weird or funky in them. This is what happened. Here's why. If you want your money back, more power to you." And I think that builds trust in my eyes. Yep. At least for me. Yep. 
So Highwire has opened a new facility, which we talked about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's probably been 20 shows ago at this point because it's opened up a while ago. <laughs> this is the last time we bought beer. No, it was it was pretty damn recent. A couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we had announced it 20 shows ago, probably. But yeah, well, I would say we probably heard about it a while ago. Highwire has opened up a tap room in Durham yes. in addition to their facilities in Asheville. I believe they've also announced a Knoxville location too. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're they're going crazy. Interesting. So we're starting to see, you know, the rise of the tap room, rise of the satellite tap room. Yeah. You know, if you've if you are a statewide brewery and there are people three, four hours away that really like your beer. I mean, Highwire makes good stuff. Yeah, why not set up a little tap room and cater to their needs? The problem is Yeah, the the, the what had happened was the people that like their beer uh like to bring baggage. Yes. With them. Mainly kids. Small kids, dogs, whatever. Yes. So uh, basically, Highwire had made a release that said, hey, it's cool if you want to bring your kids, whatever. Seven o'clock, they need to go. Uh, Eight o'clock. Well, it was seven seven o'clock originally. Oh, okay. And then there was a bunch of backlash over everything. And then they were like, okay, we'll give you until eight o'clock now. So um, not to be that guy in the room. And and I don't I don't mean to offend you here, Josh. But as the as the the parent, Josh, I know you got a kid, but but I mean like as as you know, I got the kids at the house. Um, depending on the age, this is wholly appropriate. Bec- and I will tell you why. All right. Kids need sleep. Kids need a lot of sleep. If you've got them in a brewery after eight o'clock, why? All right, so I'm just going to be the asshole in the no, room. No, go, go ahead. Oh, if sure. you have them in a brewery, period, why? No, nah, look. Why? It, it, I, don't, I don't. So, so it's kind of like dogs, right? Like if you can bring your your child or your dog and they can be well behaved and not cause a ruckus, you're not. And, and whether that is a brewery, tap room, or that is any other restaurant, to me, like if you're not infringing on somebody else's ability to enjoy their meal, it's, it's kind of like smoking. Like if you want to smoke, I got no problem with that. But the second you start doing it around me when I'm trying to eat, you're now infringing on me. I got a problem with that. So I can think of very two specific examples where the three of us in this room were at two breweries where kids were doing something mm-hmm. that were completely like, oh, no. why oh, are you sure. doing this? Then that kid completely wiped out the games table there at uh, Resident Culture. Yeah. Yep. I'm not, I, I was not cool with that. Yeah. But if those kids had been behaved and just like sat there at the table and been been polite, fine. And, you know, and, and I guess supervise the children. Issue, the issue is not the kid. The issue is not the dog. The issue is the owner. Unsupervised. The <laughs> right? Because that's yeah. really what it comes down to. It's oh, yeah. like, you know, I've I've told the story, I don't know how many times about being at Sycamore and having to deal with this lady who was there and she had her dog so that she could meet people who would come up and be like, oh, your dog is so cute. Oh, yeah. She wanted nothing to do with the dog. Yeah. She was looking to get some D. Yeah. That's Sounds like a friend of mine. Could have been. I, I guess my argument is 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 just plain and simple. Like, I've seen birthday parties at breweries yeah, for kids. That's really fun. okay. Now, really, now that, that's going too I far. I don't really give a shit if somebody wants to have their one year old's birthday party where it's just a whole bunch of like adults standing around. Come on, a one year old's birthday party is for the adults. First anyway. and second year Says birthdays. The guy without kids. <laughs> yeah, first first and second year birthdays. I mean, like, I think you can set, even two is probably a bit too far. But like one year old. Look, they're just sitting in the chair. Nobody cares. It's really a party for the adults. Well, yes. Been there twice. I feel like I can speak from experience. Why are you doing it at a brewery? Because really? I can. Why? 
You shouldn't well, be able to. Oh, whatever. I don't. It's the, the it's this level of entitlement that we are dealing with now. That that parents are so pissed off that they can't bring their kids into a brewery at eight p.m. Why are you bringing? Eight, why are you why bringing are you? kids to a brewery at eight p.m.? But or period. But my, but my question, it's well, it's entitlement. It's just this. Well, I I can. I, I mean, so I'm all right. To, here's a perfect example. But but here's my main point is economics. You you have a child that is taking up room in a place sure. that an adult could take up. Yep. That can legally purchase and will purchase beer. So if there's like a small child in a stroller that's taking up the place for yep. a a potential customer. That's money out the door for sure. high wire, plain and simple. Now, yeah. now I'll say that. You so know, after eight o'clock, you can, as a father, say, well, I don't really want my kids in a brewery past eight o'clock. And I'm looking at it as I don't want little, I don't want people taking up the room that a paying customer could occupy past eight o'clock. And <laughs> which just is pure economic. Beyond fair, if you ask me. Yeah, like exactly. A, a, a but, but, but if people can't understand, like, hey, look, you're. Three-year-old might not need to be in a brewery because we need so a twenty-two-year-old instead. And people are like, "Well, I want to take my kid and do whatever." No, you, well, the, the you problem really is you have made a boundary, and whenever you make a boundary, people feel like that is their signal to I have to challenge the boundary. Oh, you said I can't have my kids at eight o'clock. Well, I want to stay till eight thirty. Okay, fine. We'll change it to eight thirty. Well, I want to stay till eight forty-five. Fine. We'll change it to eight forty-five. You know what? I want to stay till nine o'clock. You know what? Maybe and, I just don't want your business. Exactly. And, and unfortunately, that's where it comes down to is that to your point, Wells, the entitlement of people is such that they feel whenever they are told no, that is an invitation to argue. And the reality of it is these are businesses that are trying to make smart decisions for the greater good of all. Mm-hmm. And if it does displace you and your family, like, I'm sorry, I I don't... Um, I, I, I like I like to I like to go to breweries, mm-hmm. but I take my kids only to one, and it's because they have food. My kids love the food there. Yeah, we go there and it's a meal, and I have a beer or two. My wife drives home, and it's all fine. But we don't go at eight o'clock. No, because none of us want to be out there at eight o'clock. Well, in, in all right, so here's where I was going to go with this. So, yeah. Abari is one of my favorite places to go in town. I, I love being able to drink and play video games. That's like right in my wheelhouse. I don't typically go in between 12 and 5 on Saturday and Sunday because that is when they allow anybody in. Yeah. Anytime after makes, 5, I, it's, it's, it it's is 21 arcade, only. Right. And, and so, cool. You can take your kids in there. And I've been in there during the daytime. And it's actually kind of nice because there's not that many people in there yet. And you're like, all right, cool. I get time on all these machines. That's right. This is great, play, and I can I, still drink. I can but, play all the off-road I want to. Exactly. But at the same time, I totally understand, like, well, to your point of, here's why our cutoff is at this. It's mm-hmm. at yeah. 5 o'clock because you are taking up space for somebody that could buy beer. Yep. And, and so I guess my argument is more I mean, of, it's the whole, like, seating is for customers. Bathrooms are for customers e- only. Even right? we, don't, we don't have a problem with that. Bathrooms are customers well, we do, only. Like, depending on what kind of bathroom it is. <sighs> Even at 7 o'clock, it feels like that's just stretching it to me. But I, I'll tell you, uh, <clears throat> you know, back in December when uh, Old Mac was running their Christmas market. Yes. I, I'm not even going to try to say it at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Christmas market, we went and we went with another couple 
and we took our two kids. Now, it was like a Friday night, and we got there at like 6.30, 7 o'clock, and it was a madhouse. Yeah. And people looked at us kind of weird because it was like, oh my God, kids in a brewery. But it's like, of all the family breweries here in town, Old Man Brew, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, we went the, the last night of the Christmas market, it was like kid and dog central. Yeah. They were everywhere. It, you it, couldn't it, go two feet without running into one or the that, other. It's weird that like dogs are completely okay, even though like I will argue that just like kids, dogs can be as big an a-hole as a kid can be. Uh, uh, oh no, I saw a dog that was probably more of an a-hole than most kids are. But if you, you know, like again, control your stuff. Be present in what you're doing there with your, whoever you have brought, whether it's a dog or whether it's a kid. I mean like, and, and I'll even go yeah. one step further. Like as, as, a, as, as a husband, if I'm there with my wife, I need to be present with her <laughs> and not True. off, you know, like being an asshole, doing other things, right? Like, True. you know, like, like just, man, like be a better human. I'm not Amen. asking for much. Amen. The, but this level of entitlement that I'm seeing, I, I don't know what I'd get rid of first, kids or dogs at breweries. I think dogs. I get rid of dogs at breweries. Yeah, I, I would is, be 100% behind that. This is coming from that. somebody with two dogs. I've taken from my a, dogs to breweries twice in the past. Yeah. And here's the thing. I have two dogs, and what they're both about 50 pounds apiece. It's a lot for one person to handle. Hell, yeah. even when I've got... I'm going with somebody else. Like, that 100 plus pounds of dog, that's a lot to handle. One of mine <laughs> is very enthusiastic. It's yeah. easier for me to leave mine at home for a variety of reasons. So. Sure. I mean, and you don't leave your child at home because there's other issues there. Oh, yeah. I I can leave my dogs at home unsupervised. They're just going to nap on the sofa. I can't leave my two year old at home because I'm not a fucking monster. And I was like, I mean, you did that one time and it was fine after that. But I mean, like, you know. But yeah, I I don't know. I guess my. the cage, it's fine. It's it's not like dogs are ever going to age up to a point that they can buy their own beer. Kids at least can. I. I understand that as a parent, you can't just put your kid in the crib and go out drinking like that's so I, I'd Can't rather you have, I, 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 But what if you could parent of the year, but <laughs> this is a really slippery slope that <laughs> right. we're on right now. It, it is. And, and it's really tough because I, I think, you know, I, I love Wells perspective because as a dog owner, he's actually arguing the opposite of what you would expect. Yeah. Like I would expect true. him to say dogs. Yes. Kids. No. Now I, I argue that, it's totally dependent on both your dog and your kid. And I argue just that because none of them should be Just there. because you have a dog doesn't mean it's cool for you to bring him to the brewery when they're a raging a-hole. When all they want to do is jump on the other dogs, and they want to bark, and they want to carry on, and they want to Yeah, this get is crazy. not a dog bar. If you want to take your dog somewhere and you drink a couple beers, take there are the plenty of places in town for you to do that that are actually dog-friendly. I mean, and, I, and right, the worst so, thing is with dogs is you've got breweries... Okay, so it is against the law in the state of North Carolina to bring your dog into a brewery tap room. Period. Yes. Full fucking stop. Yep. So and yet, but yet, some breweries that haven't gotten busted for having dogs in their tap room still allow dogs. Yep. But guess what that does to the breweries that are obeying the law? They catch all sorts of shit. What do you mean I can't have my dog in here? This other brewery lets me have my dog in here. Well, the other brewery is breaking the law, and that's on them. But I've heard so many people say, like, just chewing out bartenders. Like, well, I want my dog in here. Just get the fuck out. I, and that's why I'm not a bartender at a, at a brewery. <laughs> because my full answer is, hey, cool. Get my dogs are out. at home. 
you can go home with your dogs. I, I don't. I'd all right. So, just... so here's my final argument about all of this. <coughs> you take. Would you take your kid? Either one of you, and mm. I know you've never been. Would you take a kid in the Hatties? To, to what? what, to what? <laughs> Full stop. Would you take a kid? What, and what he's is, laughing. Not, it's not it's a, a bar. Ch- not a chance, but I'll take... It's a bar, not a brewery. It's a bar. But I'll take my dog Would you there? take your kid into a bar? I, I'm not taking my kid into a regular bar. Again, So like, what's the difference or a dive, then? Or a dive. I mean, there's a difference. Th- that's so, my argument. If you're not going to take him into a bar, why are you taking him to a fucking brewery? Mm. Why? Because why? I feel like... I feel What's like, the difference? So, so, like, I, so I feel like a brewery is a little more socially acceptable as a, I'll call it a safe space compared to a dive bar. All right. And I'm assuming that's, that's what you're talking about yeah. as a dive bar. Oh, yeah, it's, totally. It's I mean, like, and, I, and I've been to, like, we went to Boston one time and we went to this dive bar that had no windows. Yeah. You know, like one of those kind oh, of yeah. places. Oh, yeah. Like, cheers. And, oh, no. It was fan friggin' tastic. Yes, I love a good dive bar. Oh, I man. love a good dive bar. Especially if you can find one like in like Boston that and they got the thick accent. It was fantastic. We just sat there and We parked the, the car in the yard. We just sat there and talked to the bartender the whole night and tipped him like 40 bucks. Just but you're to, not bringing your kids. Right. And well, so sure, that's because my we argument. Were, we, were, we were like married for a year. That's a whole other thing. Logistically. But yeah. I don't know. That, that's just always been my argument is I don't see kids in bars. Why am I seeing them in breweries? Why is because, it socially acceptable? Because, again, I think breweries are more socially acceptable than bars. I, and I know that sounds really weird to say. It is. But it's, like, it's a dumb double standard. Craft beer is a hobby. Bar, you have a drinking problem. <laughs> That's. I mean, am I wrong? Uh, I'm not going to. You're no. very wrong. But. Okay. All right. All right. So enough of this. Yes. Moving on. What welcome, is wicked, welcome to the shit show. Uh, what is Wicked Weed doing in Atlanta? I, man, I don't no. think Wicked Weed knows what the fuck they're doing in Atlanta. And, this, and let's let's repeat that statement. What is Wicked Weed, a Asheville, North Carolina brewery doing in Atlanta? No, 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 Georgia? no, no. They're an Asheville, North Carolina based AB InBev purchased. Yes. Yes. So what we have learned from an absolute mess of an article, and that's nothing against the author. It's just the... Anyway, there's this uh, Good Beer Hunting article where they interviewed Walt Dickinson, who's one of the principals over at Wicked Weed. He's spearheading the Wicked Weed move to open a tap room in Atlanta. And there's... Things just don't seem to be going very well. At all. And there's confusion and what are we doing here? What's your next move? What are your intentions? And there are no answers. Now, I've interviewed the Dickinson guys before, like Luke and Walt. Like, they're typically good interviews. I, I When they know what's going on. When they know what's going on. But, but I couldn't. Reading this, it's... I would never, as an interview subject, be on the record and saying the things that he's saying. I'm mortified. As somebody that's run interviews and written articles like this, I would be mortified if I had this material. So very long story short in this article, and it's a good beer hunting article, and we know those things are paragraphs Such upon paragraphs. A clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck, but they're basically trying to open another Funkatorium in downtown Atlanta. Why? Because why not? It we've is got Ten Barrel, and you know we've got the little brew pub thing. Ten so. Barrel's in Atlanta. No, no, just but the, with the the brew pub bottle, the brew pub thing. So why not do Funkatorium things all over the place too? I mean, it, so, at this point, AB is just I, here, grasping at straws with these so places they've bought to try I, to make them relevant. Again. I, I know the answer from Wells, Josh. I don't imagine you've been to the Funkatorium in Asheville. Nope. 
So, like, it's great if you're in for sours and barrel-aged sours. Right? Am I, am I wrong, Wells? It's great. Yeah, that's all they got. Is that what's going to draw people in in Atlanta? Yes. Atlanta's big enough that people will go to that for that reason, but, like... It's, I mean, it's a niche thing. Totally is. No one's really feeling that except for, you know, all these Your mom. other... Ah. Womp womp. Yeah. Nobody's uh, got a dedicated sour program in Atlanta quite like Wicked Weed has a dedicated sour program at Funkatorium. But that's not to say that Atlanta is lacking for sours. I mean, Orpheus... Yeah, is is doing great stuff. There are a lot of breweries in in the Georgia area that have that are doing really good sours. That Wicked Weed, when they're doing their Funkatorium Invitational or whatever, would I mean I remember having Orpheus there. So mm, for them Orpheus, to, man, that's a beer I haven't had in a long time. Hey Chuck, <laughs> hey Chuck. But this this level of souls. I mean it's it's a level of because we can and arrogance. Is it, which, is it really because we can, or is it AB trying to figure out what can we do to get back into the beer nerd culture with these brands? I don't think this is AB directed. And, and really? if you read the, the quotes from this, AB is like, we, we, you know, we allow our brewing partners a certain level of autonomy. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But this is definitely a... Insert eye roll here. I know. This, this, this smacks of just poorly run I mean some of these quotes it's like we're coming up with a plan we're coming up with a plan we'll keep you updated something's going to happen in a text message to me the next morning Dickinson writes that alcohol law enforcement officials quote called our bluff on permits hopefully everything will come out next week so they want to do their soft open and Alcohol enforcement officials call their bluff on permits. Yeah, what kind of mess are you guys doing over there? Like, yeah, called our bluff on. Why would you say that on why are record? You, why are you bluffing on permits? No. Why? 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 Like, why would you bluff on that? Why would you? Why would? I mean, like, you don't start a land war in Asia, and you don't go up against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Why are you bluffing? Yeah. This. A couple of years ago, you know, they seemed like the smartest people in the room and Wicked Weed had a bunch of momentum and then they got bought and laid low for a little while. And, but now like this, this article makes my freaking head hurt so bad. Just none, none of these quotes should have been run. They just shouldn't have been said. Uh, what's the duration of the concept? Quote, oh, I have no clue. End quote. Come on. So in other words, hey, y'all, watch this. Yeah. This is well, the, hey, the next one. Would you like this to be permanent? Yes, but maybe not at this location. We'll still be here in a month. I don't know. And there it is. Says in a statement, Anheuser-Busch, this rather unorthodox project is an example of the autonomy given to their acquisition partners. Uh. I, so then maybe this is wicked weed scrambling to try to oh clearly make n- not directly from the AB and Bev overlords of saying you need to do something to get yourself back into the beer nerd graces but I'm surprised that wicked weed is this compact still um 
because they've done they've been statewide in North Carolina pre buyout. Uh, yeah. They've been in South Carolina. They moved into Virginia a little bit ago, but they are just now launching Florida. They are staying in the southeast for now. I mean, they've got some limited whatever, but I was anticipating them being more Golden Road esque, and you being able to find Wicked Weed in California. Yeah, but they were doing a very slow, deliberate rollout. Which, but, but honestly, when you think I about, I was say when you think about Wicked Weed, you generally think about sour beer, mm-hmm. and that's not something as easily mass produced as an IPA. Well, or, but I also think about Pernicious, which they're canning. Yeah, like, and Captain Dank. Yeah. Lieutenant, Dank. Lieutenant, Dank. Lieutenant Dank. Lieutenant Dank. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a nice beer, but it's got no legs. Yeah. <gasps> <sighs> eh, whatever. It's Wicked Weed. I wrote them off a long time ago anyway, so. It's just surreal. As someone that's done a number of interviews and with these people, just some of these quotes make no sense to me. I, yep. But... Speaking of strange stories. Yeah. So uh, I know Wells and I are Simpsons nerds. Jeff, have you? I would assume. Nerds! I know know that much. That's all I know is nerds. I assume you've seen some Simpsons episodes. Yeah. I I mean, like enough to be aware. It's in my subconscious, but like, don't don't ask me trivia. Well, have you seen the episode about the monorail? Monorail. Okay. Monorail. But but like, like not enough to know that he's. Quoting it like I mean I get well the reason I ask is this story kind of rings like it's a real life version of the monorail story of I've sold a monorail to although to be fair this does sound more like a Shelbyville thing yeah maybe maybe (laughs) there's a brewer out there that is basically conned his way into small town or non-existent breweries told them Hey, I'll be your brewmaster. I'll help you open up. I faked. He's faked his degrees from you know one of two very prestigious locations, and has basically left. Probably at this point, from all of the reading I did on this, about ten breweries either just completely decimated to where they had to close, or they had such a bad brand about them that wow. they had to start over. That's crazy. And number one, the man has never been. No charges have ever been pressed against him. And like basically the the gist of the story is he'll come in, he'll say, Hey Jeff, you should open a brewery. I'll be your brewmaster. My beer's gonna be subpar, it's gonna have infection issues, maybe some bottle bombs. Like you're you're actually gonna come in and admit all of this to me. No, I won't. Okay. I'll fake everything and I'll tell you that I went to this very prestigious school and and I know what I'm doing as a brewmaster where I clearly don't. And I've worked for all these breweries who for some reason didn't keep me around. Right. And, but Hey, I was the head keg washer at. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one night, mysteriously, I just vanish with money, with money. Yep. And I just leave you completely clueless about what to do. There's a line in this that I just, I absolutely adored. It's like the beer world's equivalent of Frank Abagnale and Catch Me If You Can, except much less sophisticated. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he uses a few different aliases and just kind of bounces around to the United States and the world. Like, he's been in South Africa. He Allegedly. Claims, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> he claims he's brewed beer in the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. Allegedly. He claims he's trained at these schools, got this level of education. As I mean... The guy's a fake and a fraud and a scam artist. 
It's kind of fascinating, though, honestly. It, it is. It really is. This is something that I, I mean, reading this article, it did make me think of, catch me if you can. You know, the guy's been a, a lawyer and a pilot, and he's like taught himself, but he's just completely full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd watch this movie. It would be like the most neckbeard movie that I could ever think of existing, but hey, watch this guy scam a whole bunch of craft breweries out of money. But you cast Leonardo DiCaprio and have Tom Hanks as an author. Like, I, I'd read it. Yeah. There you I'd go. Watch it. Yeah, so uh, it's, I, it just goes to show, like, all these people, you know, calling. So, so as a as as a manager, calling references is important. Yep, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. So this article, number one, it actually goes into not this article, but it links to a very detailed description of everything this this guy has done. So of course it's all going to be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're just kind of breezing through it here, but yeah, and by all means go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, you'll you'll see the links. So every show I always, you know, Josh sends the links out and I, and I put them in the show notes so you can go in and click on it. You can listen to there on the website if you want to. Yeah. By by the way, go check our Patreon while yeah. you're there. Why not? Um and and shout out to uh, those of you like I I I don't know that everybody likes the recognition of their name, so I'm not going to call yeah. you out by name. Yeah. But um We've had a few it's, very loyal patrons. It, it's, it's been a while, and I want to say thank you very much from the deep bottom of my heart for those of you that are uh, continuing to support us in helping us offset our, our web hosting costs. Yeah, because hosting's coming up, and I'm just going to pull what's left from the Patreon account yeah. to cover for the hosting. Yeah, it's, 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 it's great. I mean, it, it thankfully, we've our, our hosting isn't a ton of money, but we don't have a ton of sponsors, so it, 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 like, it all kind of kind of works out, but... Um, it's it's just nice. We we really, if, if nothing else, I was just having one of those moments. Um, I guess Friday when I was posting everything to, to Patreon, I just kind of was looking at the those that were supporting us. And I was just like, man, I'm I'm just I'm thankful for you guys. Yeah, and girls maybe. Yeah, but peoples. I'm, thank, I'm thankful for all of you individuals that are supporting us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, so like I said, this article is going to be on there. Wells, do you have any other thoughts about this one? Like, have you heard of this guy? No, no. I haven't. Okay, but I was just curious. this whole thing is absolutely surreal it's just a it's just a journey through a scam artist trail of fraud it's amazing it yeah, really is it really is it's, it truly is it's ballsy too like yeah. just to prey on a dozen similar breweries like i know that there are six thousand plus breweries in the country right now but still man that's 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 a long time to be spending in one field and hoping that nobody catches on to you. Yeah. And and obviously people have caught on and yeah, and people are now starting to get wise to to everything he's been doing, but he's been doing this for the what the last 10 years almost. Yep. Which is just nuts. It's crazy. All right, are we ready for break? We'll be back in 30. Yeah, we will. We'll be back in 30.
It's time for buy no buy. Jeff, how does that work? I got this. Um, I've been paying attention through the uh, almost six years, two hundred and some odd shows that we've done, and the way buy no buy works is that we talk about the beers that we've been drinking and whether we would spend our money on them. Straight up, yes or no? Yeah, very true. Buy or no buy? See or no? And so the first beer for tonight. Listener donated, uh, thanks to my buddy Scott in Spokane for sending us a bottle of Freem uh, from Hood River, Oregon. Uh, this is their barrel-aged Ud Crick. Ud Crick. Um, humbly offered, proudly crafted. They added uh, fresh Mosier cherries. Uh, so it's a little bit of a lambic. Uh, it's just, it's a super cherry beer. Uh, I freaking love this thing. It's delicious. Super good. Big buy. Lots of love for the Freem folks. Wells? It was some just some really great cherry notes. I mean, this is this is just a solid creek. It's not too over the top. It's not too bitter. It's not too sweet. It's not too much. It's just enough cherry. So I'm all for it. Yeah, and I had that moment. Wells was having to correct me. I, I had one of those moments where I was expecting, for some reason in my head, I conflated the Ood Creek with Flanders Red. And so I was expecting like all this balsamic stuff. And when it didn't happen, I'm like, oh, I really enjoy this. And he's like, no, that's what it should be. And I'm like, oh, damn it. <sighs> so much to learn. Josh, what do you think about this beer? Oh, this is delicious. I love cherry sours or half sours, lambics, whatever you want to call them. Always seem to work for me very well. I love cherries in general. It's a good tart fruit. And this is tart with not being overly acidic. It's delicious. Big buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, um, we had the sister to this beer some shows ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Noda's 2018 anniversary ale, which is an English barley wine uh, that they call Old Voyager. Uh, man, I, I like I. Every time I say that, I, I have these memories of that time we were making beer at Noda, and Chad's like, "Hey, come check this out." Oh yeah, and we had a we had a hit off of that uh, off of that fermenter. It was so good. Um, but yeah, Old Voyager is an English barley wine that they put out every so often, not very regularly at all. Um, but this is for their anniversary. They aged uh, this particular variant in uh, port barrels. Yeah, so we had the the cab variant variant uh, a while back. Yeah, um, this is this is delicious. It is. Um, I like. I feel like it kind of gets overwhelmed by the other beers that we've had. But going back to it now, um, you know, the the old Voyager is so good. I love the old Voyager. The port adds something. It doesn't detract. It's not overwhelming. Uh, this is just a really excellent beer. And much like the the last one, you know, if I saw this sitting around, if I if I happened to stumble into Noda and they still had some, I would buy it. Uh, it's a buy for me. Wells? I really enjoyed the cab version of it. This one is more of a sipper than even that. I, I want to put this in like a wine glass and just take baby sips out of it for an evening. Oh, that'd be this, good. This good is, I could spend some really quality time with this beer. This would be really good with like some cheese. Yeah. Give, give me like a, this, like a Manchego mm-hmm. or. But it's like, also really good by itself. Yeah, no, no, no. But like I would love some cheese. Like I want some, I got the munchies right now. I need some cheese. Or maybe some nuts. I'll give you a couple nuts. No, no, thanks. But. It's sweaty Bosch. It's just a nice 
Look, I'm I'm a big fan of English barley wines. Give me English over American any day of the week. Amen, brother. And and this the only way to go. But this you know, notice proven that they can make old Voyager. I mean, that's just the base beer is quality. But f- for them to say, hey, we're not going to do the usual. We're going to age it in bourbon. We're going to do like cab and pork barrels. Oh, they they had my attention. That's right. But now they have my respect. And likewise, they should. I mean, it, it was such a to your to your point, it's a, it's an odd departure of um, what you would normally expect from a barreling. He was getting there. He was talking. I know. Well, like, <laughs> I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to pour blind. I'm going to end up like you know dumping half a beer over Josh's monitor. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. What's Sorry. the worst thing Sorry. that can happen? <laughs> but yeah, nothing I'm, could go wrong. I'm I'm going to buy the hell out of this, Josh. Where are you been? Uh, so it's been a couple of months back, but Mark was in town and he wanted to go to Noda. So. I got there a little early. Nobody called me. Really? Seriously, Mark? Like, I thought we were friends. I, I actually, I thought we were friends, and I have learned over the last two weeks that is not the case. Yeah, you're not. So, screw uh, you, Apparently, Mark. I guess I'm the only cool one amongst you. Uh, but I don't anyways, know what I ever did to him. I've I, always only ever been nice to him. I'm, I'm the weird dude that you tell me to show up at a specific time, and I'm normally 10 minutes early. That's just how I, yep. I roll. You're nice and punctual. It's good. Yeah, I, li- I like to be punctual. I appreciate that. So when I got there, I happened to see that they had this particular beer on tap. And I thought, well, why not? It's kind of a chilly night and mm-hmm. this could be good. And, and I don't need to have a thousand beers while I'm here. So I got it. And good God, it was delicious on tap. Like, yes, obviously trying to translate it from bottle to tap. It may not 100% come across. Still, in bottle, it's it's damn good. But man, having this thing on tap was just a whole nother experience. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it for a second. But it's still a huge buy from this. Um, you know, I think, too, as it's kind of warmed up, it's kind of opened up some notes of yeah. it a little bit. The first time I had it, I was just like, meh, it's okay. Yeah. I really yeah. like it. And then coming back for it a second time around, which is kind of nice. You know, we, you know. Yeah, a lot since of times. It's just, since it's just the three of us now, the beer goes a lot further. Well, and not only that, but a lot of times, you know, we will resample beers as yeah. we have drank it and then we're talking yeah. news. And, and I'm trying to back. talk and I'm trying to pour and, you know, yeah, it's good times. So, yeah, big beer. Uh, final, uh, good beer. Final beer up. Final beer up. Uh, thanks to Super Hoosier for sending one of these or Tony. I don't know which one of you guys sent which. I didn't keep track. But um, thanks to you both for your combined efforts. Uh, and so one of you sent us a can of the 13.1% revolution beer death by cherries now we had the cafe death last time which was the coffee variant of death's tar which is the barrel aged oatmeal stout and uh so this is basically death's tar where they added unfermented tart cherries um so when i was uh in indiana uh in december they, I, I stumbled into a place that had Death by Currents on tap. Yes, and you were raving about that one. And I thought to myself, like, I don't, like, I'm not a huge raisin fan, but Death by Currents was crazy drinkable, and I really enjoyed it. I thought, I know what Cafe Death is. I know what Death's Tar is. Now I've had Death by Currents. Like, I really liked what that fruit brought to the party. It kind of like cut some of the sweetness and it just, it was just really good overall. I'm like, man, that's, that's really good. I, I don't know that anything could top, you know, that from a, from a fruit perspective, but I knew Jason was sending me a death by cherries. Damn, this is good. This is really, I'm good. 
It's it's like silky, it's smooth. There's barrel there, and there's cherry, and it's just like it's this harmony of everything all together. I hurt this beer. Big bite. Well, so the creek, I loved it because it had cherry for days, right? Yeah. Right. This one, I don't love because it has cherry for days. But problem is the the way that the cherry presents itself with this imperial stout is, I feel like I just somebody's trying to like, you know, slip me a Mickey with some Robitussin or some shit. Like I can't get down with this level of cherry. This is <laughs> this is like I'm gonna get like I'm not feeling so hot. I've got a cold, so I'm gonna just put a shot of Robitussin. Oh in come my on, it's not that medicinal. It's, Really? <laughs> really? Here, let me try this again real quick. Again. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, look, you're allowed to, to think that. I, I get it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, okay. Which is why I said a shot of Robitussin in a pint glass. Okay. So it's a boiler maker of Robitussin in your Imperial Stout. <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Like yeah. one does. I, but I just, I just can't get over how the cherries present. I think they could be a little less. It's just a little too bright. I've seen mm. I've seen better cherries in Imperial Stout before than this, and I, this makes me wish I had a cold so that it wouldn't come across as medicinal, as medicinal. Josh, where are you? Oh yeah, I'm a no buy by the way. Yeah, it's not. I think you're wrong. It's not medicinal, but it's a cordial cherry. Oh, and for sure. I can't for get down sure. with that. Really? I cannot get down with that. Really? Yep. Too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's give too me, much. Give me a tart cherry, and yeah. I'm all over this shit. But, but you're right. It, it is a cherry cordial. I mean, I I, I won't even debate that. I yeah. mean, it is like that's with, exactly what you know, this sure. tastes I mean, like to and, me. And, and Death's Tar has enough like chocolateiness to it anyway. Plus the oatmeal. I mean, like yeah, because that's. But then again, I love a cherry cordial. Which, if that's your thing, that's your thing. And and it's, it's not my favorite, not but my I do thing. enjoy them. It, I mean, a as dark we all chocolate know, cherry cordial. I, I yeah, you're a monster. I'm a monster. I don't like chocolate. So now all of a sudden, you've that's made one of this, the reasons you're, you're reinforcing the fact that he doesn't like this beer. Yeah, you you've made this amalgamation of things that I'm just like, no, please no. And and it breaks my heart because I do like some of these variants, but but the this tart, is not the tartness one of. Them. of well, tell you what, I've got an idea. So if y'all can vamp for a second, I'm going to mix this I mean, stuff it's a whole... cherries in that creek and oh, see you... if I like it better. Okay. Like, Wells isn't happy enough to get one cherry. He wants all the cherries. He wants all, all the at cherries. one time. Well, and so here's, a, I have to ask. So the the death by current. Yes. Was it kind of like an English barley wine where it was kind of nutty and fruity, but not overly nutty and fruity? No, or, or I mean it was. Did the like, raisin shine through like, a little like more? Just, a, just imagine this with a different fruit. Okay, mix the two of these together, and we're on to something. I'm dead serious. Okay, all right. Um, because tart cherry rather than a cordial cherry. Yes. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right, Come Jeff. On. Try this. Is this I, no, I, I will, I will, I'll mix them here in a second. So much better. It's time for I tap that. How does that work? So I tap that is uh, when we talk about the beer that we would most like to have on our kegerator at the house. Um, it's our best in show. It's the MVP. It's the all-star. It's our favorite. Um, I do love the Death by Cherries, but the uh, the Freem, man, it, that just, like, I, I just feel like that is a much more accessible anytime beer for me. Um, it's just freaking great. Love it. Wells, 
I'm going to go with the uh, old Voyager port barrel. That it will take me a long time. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. That's, that's It'll not take a, me a long time to get through this, but. That's not a sessionable barley wine. But. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 copyright 2019 Cry Beer Cast. Uh, no, no session barley wines, please. The, the creek is great, but in, in terms of just. I could come home every night and pour a glass of that Noda Port Barrel Aged Old Voyager and be happy. So that's where I'm going. Josh. I'm right there with you. That that Port Barley wine, whoo-wee, that is something special. And like I said, having it already on tap, I know what it, it could be like. And mm-hmm. you had just uh, pouring one of those, kind of letting it get to room temp and slowly sipping it throughout a night. Yeah. What I really... So this old Voyager, we've seen the the port in the show, the cab in the previous show. Yeah, I want to see more barrel treatments out of old Voyager. I think Noda really has something going here. If Old Hickory Spectrum series with four different barrel treatments for the same beer is any indication, like why not keep pushing it? Yeah, why not? I mean, have like an Armagnac barrel or an Apple Brandy barrel version of this would be. Awesome. Ooh. Noda, if you're listening. You have my attention, sir. I'm not going to be able to sit down for a while. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Uh, come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Let's tour old episodes. Uh, you can find our RSS link to subscribe. Or if you want to be really lazy, just throw in listen.craftbeercast.com into your podcatcher of choice, and it, it works too. Yeah, I, I keep meaning to look to see now that Spotify has bought Anchor or Anchor and in, in Gimlet, like whether or not we're listed on Spotify. I haven't submitted it. I kind of forgot about it, so I will. I'll get on it. Okay, cool. Like So maybe at some point coming soon, you know, there's that. Um, in the meantime, you know, like just... You know, check us out. Uh, thanks for listening. Those of you that are still there, um, get us get us some email. Contact at craftbeercast.com. Again, we, we'd love to trade with you if you've got special beer in your market you want to send to us. Uh, you know, like I feel like probably 60, 70% of the beer we've had in the last two shows has all been listener submitted. So, yeah, like, it's it's been a, a wealth of listener yeah, sent and, beer. And, and, you know, like it, it is nice to kind of break up the monotony of just the things that we have local to us. So that's always fun. Um, but yeah, go <laughs> the to the monotony toilet. of things we have local to us is a great way for me to not bring any more beer in. Well, I mean, you know, it, it it's it's an embarrassment of riches sometimes. Because we have so many interesting things that hit the market here locally, but then there's so many things. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, if there's one thing, and if you're still listening, kudos to you. But Chuck, you know, you will find things in your market that are excellent that you may think are not good enough to send to us. And I, and I will tell you that because there are times that I have I, I've traded with people, and I need to send things back to them, and I feel like, oh man, I'm just not sure. Our stuff's good enough to send sometimes. I know that's not the case, but it's this weird thing I get in my head of, right. yeah, but I mean, like, Hop Drop won that gold medal, like, how many years ago was that? Is it still any good? Yeah. But, you know, it is. And I have to remember that. And so it's important. Trade, send, whatever. Twitter at CBCast. Wells, what you got? On the Insta Twits, at all the Wells. Josh. Follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Rate and review us on iTunes or anything else. 
Uh, we already mentioned Patreon, so I can't think of anything else. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday.